Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. All right, as promised. Was that your alien? Tell me about your alien voice. <laughs> this is my alien voice. No, I wanted to. I wanted to talk to you about uh, um, this this new Instagram post I got here. Uh, speaking of aliens, but from Tom DeLong, former you know frontman from uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. Posted today, just today, hot off the press, um, that a UFO report may soon be public, and it'll be big. Ex officials say, big, big, big. I think it goes. I think it goes in part. <laughs> I think it goes. It's a, it's part of the whole thing that they released last year with the Navy airplane that was in contact with a unidentified flying object. All right. I think right. it goes with that. And Tom, Tom, if if you don't know, Tom, uh, Tom DeLong has been a, a very uh, if you if you know your Blink One Eighty Two, right, Andy? Like you like you do. He's been into aliens for a long time, and, and he's even spoken to Congress before about alien sightings. So he's spoken to Congress about alien sightings. Yeah, and he also has a foundation called To the Stars Academy that is researching. <laughs> Uh, um aliens that's what they do that's what he's that's why that's kind of part of the reason why he left blink 182 is to sort of pursue this wow Um, and that's sort of what angels and airwaves is about sort of about interstellar travel about aliens that kind of stuff but anyway breaking news hot off the press uh the breaking news is that there will be breaking news eventually that's the breaking news (laughs) that is really good to know um I had no idea about about Tom, you know his his extracurricular stuff, um, working with UFOs <laughs> and defining that and informing you know us the people about that that important information. I think that's great, and yeah. I think it's great that he's had a career where he's been able to be a very famous singer, and then transition into I don't know what you call that a UFO hunter. I don't know UFO. But yeah, that's UFO awesome. Hunter? Mm-hmm. That is that's the American dream right there. I mean, a really fantastic songwriter, uh, you know, alien hunter, film director, you know, he's he's a he's a renaissance man for sure. Good for him. That is so great. And <laughs> so I that's your yeah, that's your that's your Blink One Eighty Two news uh, for today. Thank you. That's that's, that's really <laughs> great to know. I'm excited. I want to hear some more some UFO news. Um, I haven't heard enough of that lately, so. Um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Did did he say when that's going to happen, or just sometime in the future it's going to happen? No, it just said it just said it was going to happen. Big news coming ahead. So right. who knows? Who knows if it's real or not, or if it is big news or not? But uh, yeah, maybe 2021 is the year we finally, you know, hear that little voice in the middle of the night. Take me to your leader. Yeah, and you're like, um, whoa, aliens, bro. Yeah, I, I think that would be a really interesting thing for 2021. Um, way to definitely top the cake in this this new decade, the 20s. You know, um, the the 2020s are, have been pretty interesting so far. So let's keep it up, right? Let's let's bring aliens into the mix, <laughs> so we can talk, <laughs> tell our grandkids um, all the fun things that we experienced in our, in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'd be that'd be great as long as, of course, they're not like invading, you know, and brutally murdering all of us if they're really just looking for some buddies um yeah i'm down for that for sure i'm really interested um 
I'm really interested when the aliens do come, right? And we obviously are able to communicate when they're going to be nice, right? Like, why? Like every all the movies say they're going to come invade us. Like, why would they invade us? Just like, what do we have that's so special? If we had something that was so special, they would have already taken us out, right? That's like that's in my mind. That's what I think. Maybe I think they're going to show up and try to be friendly. And then when they show up and try to be friendly, of course they have UFOs and they have all this technology. What I'm most fascinated about is their UIs. That's what I'm. I want to be like, hey, who's the who's the director of UX on this spaceship? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know how you guys design these sweet UIs. <laughs> That's. I I totally agree with that. That would be a super awesome thing. We see lots of alien UIs in movies, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But you never think, I hadn't really assumed that uh, most of those UFOs would have a director of UX on the ship. Like each ship is assigned, a, you know, a UX personnel and that's their specialty. And I think that's, that's probably, I mean, if you're if, pretty awesome, if you're, if you're traveling interstellar, right? Uh-huh. Like some of these trips are going to be long, right? So mm-hmm. like what happens when, you know, there's a, there's a software patch from, you know, the, the, the home planet. Yeah, and the UI's messed up. You got to have somebody on the plane to be like, "Hey, we can't fly this freaking uh, spaceship without a good UI or whatever." No, it's true. So, that, that stuff has to change when they're when they're traveling <clears throat> for years and years to reach, you know, our, our little green planet, our blue planet, our planet that's not green. It's mainly blue. It's right? mostly blue. Yes, it's mostly blue. Yeah. That's what they what they would mainly see it as when they reach our blue planet. It has taken them years to do so, and they need to be able to refine the interface in order to get here along the way, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, they might realize the pilots, they can't figure out how to, you know, you know, push the hot chocolate button and get that to work. Um, <laughs> so they need to update the UI to get that to work. Um, so that everyone can be happy. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I, I think that, um, our space crews, I don't think we have any sort of UX personnel on, on board right now. And with our, our, our space crews, because of course they're not traveling for super long distances, but when we are getting mm-hmm. ready to go to Mars, um, they might need to consider having some UX folks on the ship. With well, them. yeah. Well, think about it. If you, if you, um, right now we know design trends change every three to four years, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty. That's pretty real, right? Like imagine, <laughs> imagine if you're traveling a hundred million light years across the galaxy. A uh-huh. hundred million. How many? How many design trends are you gonna have to keep up with <laughs> on the spaceship just to just to maintain a proper UI? Like oh, that's a so hundred million years, man. <laughs> that's so true. Um, the drop shadow has got to be different on your buttons. You know that. You yeah, gotta, every you every those. two or three seconds, you got to be updating that stuff. <laughs> so there's got to be a whole team. Like I don't believe like Star Trek, whatever. Blah blah. blah. Star Trek was just a bunch of lies. Like. There was no, there was no UX director on that spaceship. Yeah, I, I don't know how they were able to pull that off. How were they able to actually save lives without a UX director on the yeah. ship? <laughs> I mean, all those, all those design trends, all those updates, all the technology changes. I mean, yeah, front end development, just just alone, front end development's worse than design changes, right? Like, how often do front end developers change their their libraries, their JavaScript libraries? It's like every six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is true. If you're if you're doing that on a ship, man, you got you got somebody got to keep up with that. Yeah. So if when when the aliens come, 
are you assuming because they're probably coming they're they're finding us before we're finding them right they're coming here yeah 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 they're finding us first they probably have a more advanced ux like their trends um their design processes are way more advanced than ours are now like yeah sure yeah. they they have like awesome flying ships but what's really important is their <laughs> the way they go about um making ux decisions right <laughs> the way they go about yeah. um designing stuff like imagine like the design tools they use so that that that's the sort of stuff that we really need to you know get into first because mm-hmm. if we really you know focus too much about you know their their physical technology that's fine um but really if we can utilize the way they make decisions the way they solve problems then we can really advance as a human species a lot faster yeah, so, their processes have to be so advanced, like we wouldn't yeah. even recognize it, right? Absolutely. You know, you know what would be really sad though is like if we get this alien race that comes to us, has like these crazy flying spaceships, they're using like their you know brain waves or something to communicate with the UI, and we show up and they're still like, they're still like the same problem we have. They're still like, ah, we just don't have enough time to design a proper UI. <laughs> Like they're they're like still fighting with like stand ups and agile stuff. <laughs> that's like, possible. Like like maybe they're maybe so sick possible. of maybe that's what drove them nuts. Like they're over on their planet and they finally like after hundreds of years of dealing with the, the stupid agile methodology, they're like, dude, we can't do this anymore. Let's cruise let's cruise the, the galaxy and see if anybody else is doing this better. But nobody else is. Like they show up to our planet and they're like, Oh, these guys too are still using agile. <laughs> maybe our agile is more advanced than theirs maybe our like our our design <laughs> because like you know you think about like when when we're gonna leave earth when we're gonna have the mass exodus it's probably because like we've destroyed this planet we live on right because it's just you yeah. haven't taken care of it they're leaving their their planet their solar system because they haven't figured out design very well <laughs> all the designers are like I can't take these meetings. I can't we do it. Way too many meetings. We gotta go find somewhere else to do our work. Um, so. Too many meetings. I can't deal with Figma. I can't even. I can't even prototype correctly. Yeah. Like, no, no. They, Figma hasn't been invented in, in on their planet yet. Like they're, on their they're planet, still no. they're still using Photoshop to design. Oh their man, what if that happened? What if they show up and they're still like in Photoshop and Illustrator, and we just show them Figma and blow their minds? I know. Like think, what? You can give you know share your space weapons with us, and we'll share our design tools with you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll share. <laughs> They'll be like, wait, wait, wait. We can as we're as we're interstellar traveling, we can design. We don't need to be like we don't need to be at our home office in our computer with our with our laptop storing our files. Talk about remote work, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. They're all complaining, like, yeah, freaking Zorp goes on vacation all the time, and his files are on his computer. <laughs> Stupid Zorp. He's always heading to Jupiter without his computer, and we can't get a hold of him. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, though, do you think, though, when, when the aliens come here, I, I think this is probably our topic, right, today, when... When the aliens when the aliens get here, do you think they will make Uranus jokes the same way we make Uranus jokes? Oh man, I I imagine. Um, I bet, I bet in every single solar system where there's life, where there's like intelligent life, 
they've always named at least one of their planets like some <laughs> really silly body part, like after a silly body part. And so yeah. th- I think they're doing it already. Like where, wherever they're from, they're they're you know making. There's a, a planet called Armpit or something, right? Um, and it, they think that's super funny. And they're gonna come here and be like, okay, which of your planets is the one you make fun of all the time? Yeah. They show up. The first question is, okay, which one of the planets we just passed is named Sphincter Seven? Which one? <laughs> You're like, oh man, we missed. We, we don't have a Sphincter 7, but we've got a Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <clears throat> but modern, 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 uh, this is a topic I think would be interesting too. Kind of goes like, because we do see, we do see like alien UI, like in their spaceships and they do weird things, you know, like they control with their minds or they do whatever, you know, like they have yeah. all this interesting UI or like this futuristic stuff. Like, like in TV shows, you see a lot of futuristic uh, user interfaces. The one that comes to my mind all the time, because I think it's the dumbest interface, was the one from uh, Minority Report with Tom Cruise. How could you say that, Patrick? Oh what? my gosh, that's the, the silliest dumbest... interface. It might be. I haven't used it before. But that was an interface that I thought, and I think a lot of people thought was super cool looking. Like, it was like really advanced, and that looked like the future. Well, it, it, it looked, it was, it was, it was, it did look cool, right? Like for a movie, it looked cool. Yeah. But, but for an interface, like we, like user, like UX designers are constantly trying to make things more efficient, more efficient. Like, how do we get this to work better, function better for humans? Like all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That like was the exact opposite. It was like, Hey, what if we took, what if we took like, pilates and combined it with using a computer you know like what if we combine like cardio with with you know typing a message like what if we did that right because he had that whole thing where he's like sweeping his arms all over the place and like if you're if you're trying to do something like that you know for eight hours a day like trying to file taxes or you know manage your stand-up like you're gonna be tired i mean i think eventually over time you'll you know Everybody be like ripped because they're yeah. using user interfaces, yeah. but nobody's gonna. But but you know our society, we're not gonna make it that far, right? Like maybe I don't know. Maybe this is we are so obsessed with using like technology for work and play, Patrick, that if we were able to move that away from just sitting at a desk, <laughs> no. maybe we could fight like the obesity pandemic. We could fight <laughs> so many um, issues that we have um, as humans if everyone's super buff. You know, by the time the aliens come and maybe they are murderous aliens, we can handle them, Patrick. Yeah, because we're doing this. We're like flipping our arms around, <laughs> trying we're to type our an arms email. Around. Yeah, we're like trying to type in Slack with moving our arms all over the place. <laughs> you can't like our society is so backwards anyway. Like just today at the sandwich place, I saw like like an obese man, right, with like with like an iFit, you know, wristband. Like, come on. Like, technology's not going to change your attitude. Like, you know, like you can keep track of your uh, your steps, <laughs> right? But like, that's not gonna that's not gonna like you get you actually have to work at doing this. Like, if we had an interface that was mm-hmm. like we had to actually like move our arms like that and like sweep things around all over the place, like all these different screens, um, like it would last about a week and a half. You think so? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I think there's some arguments against that in some ways. 
Um, I, I, I think I agree with you in terms of there are some habits that we have like ingrained as, as people, as, you know, personal habits or, you know, habits that humans have that are super hard to break. And I think I've seen and probably downloaded tons of health applications. This is my personal experience where I've like, okay, I'm going to start tracking my calories. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take my time to enter in everything I'm going to, I'm eating that I'm consuming. I'm I see an almond. I'm going to eat that almond. I have to add the, the 30, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what, what what's in an almond, Patrick. What you have to add whatever <laughs> calories you're counting um, for each little thing that you're, you're eating, which is way too hard. You know, like there's there's a lot of friction around. Um, I think being able to really, in I guess, improve your health because <laughs> there's so many habits that make that really hard. So there's definitely a lot of things that don't work in terms of trying to get technology to change humans' habits. I've seen things that do work too, though. Um, I I think you can have um, small habits be changed potentially by um, changing the way you think, kind of rewiring um, the way you think, and that can be accomplished through technology in some ways. Large mm-hmm. habits, I think that's hard to do. Um, so I would agree. I think that might be an interface that would be complex and like I remember like it, thinking back to that movie, which I, I love that movie, by the way, but... Thinking back to the movie, like when when Tom Cruise is like looking at those those you know pre crime videos, you know, with he's got his little gloves yeah. on, and he's like zooming in, and it's really interesting. Like he has like very very specific actions that he's doing to interact with this interface. You know, like he had to do like a weird like hand move it, movement that you probably had to memorize in order to learn how to do it. And I think things like that would definitely go against your argument, Patrick, where this is like something that's not easy to use in terms of like, um, you know, intuitive interfaces, intuitive, you know, ways of, you know, manipulating digital objects. Um, so I think that would fail <laughs> over time. Um, but it's possible that there are some things that work. And you can see now, like I, I probably a week ago, I saw like this, <laughs> I don't know if this is good or not, but this Facebook had this like um, AR um, you know, demo of how they could imagine interfaces working in the future where you don't really have a monitor. You're like working in a, with a VR AR headset and you just like have this monitor showing up in front of you, you know, over your real life. And you could just like start typing on your desk with your hands um, and like see a little keyboard and just type without having a physical keyboard. Um, Or you could click by just pressing your index finger and your thumb together. Um, So I feel like there are potential um, human interactions um, that are actually intuitive and that could make sense. And there are definitely some that don't. And I think (laughs) Minority Report report probably didn't have a UX designer (laughs) figuring that stuff out (laughs) as part of that movie. But... I don't know. I could see. I could see some things um, in terms of our habits changing with technology, and I feel like that was a very long rant. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think I think you're right with the like because if you if you look at the keyboard, right, like the keyboard isn't a natural thing. That's something that was developed. That was something that was created. That's true. That's something that you have to learn to type. You have to learn how to use it. It's not something that like you crawl out of bed and be like, oh, I'm going to type a message. Like you, it's something that you have to learn. It's a tool that you have to learn, right? Uh-huh. Same with a mouse. A mouse on some level is a tool that you have to learn. But like, <clears throat> I think there's, I, it, it's just fun to like watch futuristic movies where they take something that's really absurd, 
right? Like sweeping like all these things around, right? <laughs> but then the parts that you bring up are like the little things inside that that are cool, like like the gestures that he makes, like the fact that he can zoom into things closer, right, inside of the interface, mm-hmm. and like pull things out. Like one, I think it was in that movie where it's like. He gets like an interface, right? And he's like pulling pictures out into other screens. Yes. Like that I that idea is a cool that's like that's like something real. That's like something tangible, right? Like that's something you could do is like take something out and sort of dissect it and throw it into other like views so that you could get like a bigger view of what you're and that's something that like you could use to do, say, taxes, or you could use to do um, you know, like monitor your data at work or, you know, mm-hmm. something more practical, right? Um, but they're always combined with these like sort of really crazy ideas, you know, where, where you're going to have all these screens and they're just going to be up in the air and you're just going to like move them around. And like they're, they're, there's always like a combination of the two where it's like one part's really cool, you know, because mm-hmm. visually for the movie, right, it's a cool experience and it's fun to watch. I feel like AR is kind of that way still. Like the whole the whole thought of the the whole thought of uh, you know like virtual reality and that kind of stuff, like wearing the goggles, still doesn't seem practical to me. Uh, mainly because every time I've tried it, I get like super sick. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like. I don't know how that's going to work out for me. I don't know if that's really inclusive design, you know. No, it's, it's like, perfect, uh, Patrick, because imagine if you're <laughs> if you're joining a meeting and you have to wear those goggles, how long is that meeting going to really be, right? Like yeah. like maybe a minute tops, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to be green and I'm going to be out. I'm going to yeah. be like, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> you know, it's like if, if my company, like MX locally gave everybody, you know, you know, VR uh, headsets so uh-huh. they could... They could they could join meetings together, which is which is fun, you know. That's cool. You guys got plenty of money, but like I was just like, I just like if if Canopy ever did that, I would be like, no, I'll just take the monitor, man, because that that makes me sick. Like I don't like it, and you know it's claustrophobic for me, makes me sick or whatever. So mm-hmm. like I think I think there's still something to it. Like and you brought ups too, like gestures and things like that that are a part of that, you know have a potential to change interfaces, you know, like, like snapping, clapping, you know, moving your fingers around a particular way, having different patterns when you type, like typing in the air, that still seems like a weird thing to do when you don't feel yeah. when, when there's not a tactile feel. Like it's like when, when everybody had blackberries, we could all text just fine while we were driving because, <laughs> because you could just <laughs> feel the keys. You could just be like, I can still look at the road and keep one hand on the wheel and like drive. But then when we got rid of the tactile feel of the of the keyboard, you know, the, the the texture of the keyboard, now we're crashing all over the place when we try to text and drive on our phone. So like yeah. there's something to that too that I think there's a balance where there's 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 some cool ideas there that I think can be incorporated in a practical manner. And then there's just like stupid ideas where it's like, dude, everybody's just gonna be like sweating. Like I think I even read an interview with Tom Cruise. Like he would he would they would shoot one of those scenes like for five minutes and he was more tired doing that than he was like doing the stunts. <laughs> I was like I was like, yeah, it's super cool, but like Yeah. You know, it's easier to go shoot off you know, shoot a machine gun on a motorcycle than it is to use that interface. So it's like, okay, where's the you know, interfaces are about trying to be 
basically non-existent or invisible. But yet when we see them in in futuristic movies or even in just regular TV shows, right? Mm-hmm. They always seem to be they always seem to be more present than they need to be, you know. Yeah. And I think another example that that I can think of for those as well is um the Iron Man movies. Like I think a lot of them started with those where his computer interfaces were entirely like holograms and he could yeah. touch and interact with them and it's just all around him. Um, but yeah, if you, if you consider like what that would be like in real life, let's say Patrick, you're sitting down, let's say you work in an office, like COVID's over, right. And you're back working in an office. Like, what would that be like? Like everybody having something like that? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I agree. Like, I think like when you are working, you do want to feel comfortable working. You might want to work with your hands, but I don't know, like getting up and moving everything around, maybe it's not as practical. Um, but those are really designed that way because it makes a computing experience actually very visible for, you know, mm-hmm. movie, movie viewers. Like it's for, it's for the story and it makes it very visible instead of having him sitting in front of a screen, like, um, writing some code, you know, just like moving his mouse over here. He's like, you know, physically moving this thing around, um, in a hologram. And it's a lot easier to convey what's happening as part of a movie. So I think it's, it looks cool. Um, but it might not be, to your point, it might not be as practical, I think, in the real world when people are actually doing computing in the future. Yeah. It's it's part of that, like, hey, we like, what is the future going to be like? And you go, well, we'll have, you know, floating skateboards and we'll have, you know, these cool computer interfaces, you know. I, I always like, but but it's but it's like those things. There's two things in, in those movies that always sort of bug me too. Like when, like future things, uh, Seinfeld always brings one up is that everybody seems to be wearing the same clothing in, in futuristic movies. <laughs> like they, they've like picked, they've like picked the outfit and that's the outfit that they're like, there's no self-expression anymore in the yeah. future, which always seems kind of drab to me. But the other <laughs> part is too, is like in, in futuristic movies or in alien movies, when the aliens show up, you know, or futuristic people, they, a lot of times they're not, they're not, they don't have a lot of personality to them, you know, like they just seem like, and maybe that's because these aliens are traveling, you know, millions of light years in space. <laughs> so they're just tired. So when, by the time they get here, they're just like, man, uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's like Take, when you, you finish your road trip, you're like, you're all like, um, stiff and you're <laughs> just yeah. want to go to the hotel bed and sleep, right? <laughs> you just kind of come out of there like, oh, geez. And like with ET, like they were, they all looked like the ETs all looked exactly the same. Like you saw three of them in that movie. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! At the end, they're all exactly the same. Like nobody was wearing, you know, there wasn't the, there wasn't the one kid. Like maybe maybe ET was like the good kid, but there wasn't the one kid with like a tattoo and a cigarette and a bandana on his head. You know, <laughs> in the spaceship, like these guys, these characters never have the personality that they have, right? And I think that's the same thing with like UIs. Is like UIs are going to change. And UIs have to be practical that way, right? Like futuristic mm-hmm. things never seem to be, they seem to be really outlandish, but not necessarily practical. But yeah. and, and until you until you see a movie like more like Blade Runner or something, and then you're like, okay, I can, you know, like this is futuristic, but they're like, it's not super crazy. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, I get where you're going because like everyone has always been talking about like if you go back in the 80s and the 70s and you look at media depicting you know our current future it was the flying cars and the skateboards the you know all that stuff um but when you do consider the practicality of those things like 
what if we just gave everybody the ability to start flying? Um, like imagine, imagine, you know, we have crashes today, like car crashes, right? Yeah. Um, lots of people die and they're super tragic, but imagine what that would be like from an altitude, like, um, people <laughs> crashing, um, like, like that would be way more disastrous. And I think that's something we probably can't, um, figure out until people aren't actually controlling these vehicles <laughs> until it's like a robot <laughs> yeah. controlling these vehicles. <laughs> so like, there's like the impractical thing there, like maybe we could have that work, but in reality, someone's going to crash and like hit a building and kill lots, way more people than they would <laughs> if they're just driving on the ground. Um, and I think like, I, I think that's just kind of interesting. Like if you think about future products, um, there's that practicality. And I also think when, <laughs> when us designers go about designing something new, let's say we're doing a new design system. Let's say we're doing like a new product or something. We can go crazy. Like we can design this brand new thing. Um, but we might figure out that this brand new thing that's like beautiful and flashy isn't actually super practical. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, of course, that's where design comes in. That's where you're supposed to like do that research and understand what is practical or not. Um, but it's definitely interesting to kind of, you know, ground this conversation a little bit um, to think of um, those those practical things. That's kind of what I'm taking away from what we're talking about here. Um, what about what we do can be practical um, versus, you know, crazy and outlandish? Um, I think I think we should definitely consider that as we're doing our work <laughs> as yeah. designers, as, as we're considering the future as well. Um, we want a future that's that's going to be usable, um, that's going to be efficient. Um, and some of these ideas we have are beautiful and interesting and um, look exciting, but they may not be, as what you're saying, very practical ideas that would actually last, right? Well, I think that's our job, right? That's our, that's your job as a designer, right? Is to be like, okay, where where can I push something? You know, where can I push something in a way that that will that will change? something right like the the, mm -hmm. the first person the people who came up with the mouse right they probably thought it was pretty wild but you you push it just a little bit that way you didn't just like create some magic orb that did it all for you like you still use the keyboard and then you have this mouse that allows you to move the cursor you know allows you for you know that yeah. kind of movement right it's like one step at a time like let's let's push it forward a little bit and experiment where we can and then go oh yeah that's crazy that doesn't work right and i think mm -hmm. You know, if you look at just the evolution of the phone, like the telephone itself into what it was in the, you know, in the 1940s or whatever to what it is now, right? That's how it happened, right? It didn't, it didn't, it just kind of happened little by little by little by little. It didn't happen, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to make this box that does everything, right? Yeah. Like it was like, oh, we're going to add this to it <laughs> and then we're going to push the envelope here. But every, every step of the way it's pushed a little bit further and and it, it gets pushed in a way that that not only is something that is futuristically cool or whatever, but it also pushes in the same direction from a usability standpoint, where it's making something easier for the human being to do. Yeah, and that's why I think I think a lot of times you go the one direction, but you don't go the you don't you don't go the use it you know the usable direction or the practical direction. It's like we just we just want to create this crazy cool interface, um, but then not think about like how how it actually somebody you know, use it. And I think that's kind of where going back to the VR conversation, I think what we did is, you know, humans invented this technology, right? That was sort of like, it, it was sort of like a technology that we had in our minds based on like 
science fiction novels and stuff like that for a long time, mm-hmm. right? And then we sort of invented it, right? We sort of came up with it. And now people are trying to find like an actual use for it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like we have this thing, but like what is it going to be used for? You know, instead of instead of sort of, sort of like going, okay, let's take this technology and step into it and be like how can we make it usable? Cuz maybe that would have created something a lot different than what we have from a VR standpoint. It's like it's yeah. like Google Glass, right? Like Google Glass's intention was to not revolutionize computing, you know, in society, although that's sort of how they sold it to get money, right? To fund the project. But like, you know, it's 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 used in medical, you know, devices because that's where its use case is. Yep. Its use case isn't me sitting in an office, you know, snapping pictures with my eyeballs, you know. That's not you know that that's creepy on some level, right? For a lot of other human beings, <laughs> but, yeah. but like, but like, its use case is definitely for you know helping you know heart surgeons be able to see and you know be able to see better and see what they're doing better and have have that information there available to them when you know they've got blood all over their hands, right? And they can't mm-hmm. like they can't like type on a keyboard. They can so I think I think that's where that's where that's where the thing fits right like that's when you hit something that's that's really innovative um and i don't and like with vr like i think we invented something that's cool and innovative but it doesn't quite have a purpose yet you know Mm -hmm. like it's like doesn't really have a purpose in our society yet right like it i think there's a purpose for it like you know it's kind of gone the gaming route for the most part yeah but you know and that that's probably a good a good thing for it but yeah, it just really hasn't been like like nobody's really adopted it into an interface for lots of reasons. You know, there's the expense of it, you know, the isolation of it, the sickness of it. Like, and you talked about like, what are you just gonna sit in your home office and wander your home office like this with your arms in the air, you know, <laughs> typing away? And like, are you gonna be as a person? Are you gonna feel comfortable like, you know, behaving that way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so <laughs> you gonna feel comfortable designing with figma you know like i got this like pen tool in my hand and my daughter comes in and she's like the hell are you doing dad you know and you're like whoa i'm working i'm working you know like there's just all <laughs> kinds of weird human things you know yeah. that make a lot of those crazy interfaces that's why like going back to the original conversation like that's why i think it would be interesting when the aliens come because obviously tom Tom DeLong from Blink-182 has got some inside information that they're going to show up sometime <laughs> real soon. So if they do come in 2021, um, that really is, I think, the one thing I want to see. Because that's the one thing I want to see. Like, if, if aliens are like us, if, they, if they're sort of in a similar form, maybe physically different, but like in a similar form, like, are they still... Like, are they still using interfaces? Are they still using touch interfaces? Or, or are they, like, all VR, you know? Like, maybe they're not... Maybe when the aliens show up, they're not even really aliens. They're, like, holograms, and the aliens are back on their home planet, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing one of these with the VR or something, you know, <laughs> swinging their arms around. You know? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It would be... But it would be interesting that... It would be really, really cool to, like, see an advanced race, you know, of... of of, of people or, or aliens or something and see how they've developed that kind of interaction with technology. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's never going to go away. And the more, the more technically, adlon- technically advanced a society gets, the more, 
complicated it's going to get, right? Mm-hmm. And so it'd be really cool to see like everybody has to solve this problem. Every you know, every technologically advanced race has to solve this problem. But who knows? They could show up and be like putting DOS floppy disks in, you know? Be yeah, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um yeah, when they come, what their technology is going to be like. Um, and I, I, I totally agree. I think it's really interesting to see like how how technology like has can progress over time. Kind of what you were talking about, like the telephone, um, seeing it so long ago and seeing it where it is now. There were people that, you know, back then that imagined, um, you know, we'd be doing video calls on these phones. Um, yeah. And it's it's a thing. And I think like we're not saying like you shouldn't dream and you shouldn't have crazy ideas and try to consider those. Um, but it's definitely like consider like what are um, the real problems like today that you're solving for with this new technology, with this new interface, with this, you know, software or whatever. Um, and I think that's that's definitely something designers um, need to do is figure out the, the real problems to solve. Um, your example with Google Glass, I think was really interesting as well. Like it started out as a consumer thing and didn't quite work out that way <laughs> for yeah. a lot of different reasons because it didn't have a practical application. Um, and VR is, it's practical application right now. It's it's not super strong, but it's like gaming for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But what, what could that be like in the future? And I think we make small... Um, we make small progress as we look for those solutions that we're solving and, and applying this technology to it as designers, as engineers. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see what, what the aliens have in store for us. <laughs> and I'm glad, Patrick, we're taking the time to go over all these scenarios in our podcast so we can be ready <laughs> for it. Yeah, we have to be prepared, right? Yeah, if, if they're way more advanced than us or if they're they're doing the floppy disk thing still, <laughs> we have to know um, how to deal with a situation like that. <laughs> yeah. But let's not come at them like in like in the movies where it's like, hey, sh- the military shows up. Like, yeah, that's always the mistake. You can't like assume they're coming because they want to just check us out, right? Assume they're coming to want to be friends. Don't don't run in there with like the military because we're all a bunch of freaking scared freaks, right? Like, oh, totally. Come on, let's not do that. Let's come in and just be like, hey, <laughs> like. They show up and they're like, hey, take me to, you know, they always say, take me to your leader. That, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to show up and be like, <laughs> I think it'll show up and be like, hey, what's going on? Because, like, we're not going to, we're obviously not going to take him to our leader. Like, who's going to, who's going to want to, who really is our leader? You know, is it, is it really Joe Biden? Is it really, is or, or is it Elon Musk? I mean, who, oh, like technically. Like our human leader? Yeah, like, who, oh, who yeah. would you, if an alien came down and yeah. said, hey, man, take me to your leader, you'd be like, I, I don't really know. Is it going to be? Yeah. It's Oprah. It's is it Oprah. Yeah. She's, she's the, she's the head of the Illuminati. I'm pretty sure Patrick. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think I was reading that on Reddit the other day. <laughs> no, I, um, I agree. I think, I think the aliens, they're going to come and just be buddies. Like they don't have a dribble equivalent that we can connect with. And they just want to show us what their latest design is, you know? Yeah. They just want to get some likes from Earth, <laughs> some dribble likes from Earth. Yeah, for alien dribble. Um, I mean, so. maybe they just come down, and that's what they're you know that's what they're about. You know, yeah. they're just they just maybe because maybe like this would totally happen too. This is not this is not totally abnormal. This is what we would do. Like if if all of a sudden a bunch of us could just get on a spaceship and like go to Jupiter, 
like we would get on a spaceship and we'd go to Jupiter and then we land on Jupiter. Although Jupiter's a bat, it's a gaseous planet, whatever. Um, we we go to like uh, we go to like a moon of Jupiter. And we land right. Mm-hmm. The first thing we're gonna do, the very first thing we're gonna do is like land, open the door, walk outside, turn around, all gather together and take a freaking selfie of us to post <laughs> on like Instagram. And you know that's exactly what a, a more advanced race is gonna do with us, <laughs> right? They're gonna they're gonna hit it. It's they're basically gonna treat us like yellow, like we treat Yellowstone, right? Like they're yeah. just gonna come down and be like, "Whoa, look at all this, look at all this stuff. This is weird. They have pyramids. This is weird, you know." They're just gonna be <laughs> taking selfies of themselves, and then we're gonna be like, "Hey guys, uh, what are you guys doing here?" You know, like just approach them, and they're like. We're just vacationing, man. We just yeah. Sw- we just swung past. There was a planet here, you know. Look cool from the outside. Yeah, Zorp had to go to the bathroom. He had to. Stop. Yeah, Zorp, <laughs> Zorp had to go to the bathroom again. <laughs> Zorp, Zorp drinks Slurpees like crazy on the trip, and so we mm-hmm. got to stop every three planets. <laughs> this one just happened to have people on it. <laughs> it's totally going to be more like that, and they're going to walk yeah. up and be like. Whoa, look at your phone. You know, they're going to have some weird phone that has like a big screen on it and has like their hand goes in it or something, you know? Yeah. And then we're going to be like, whoa, check out that phone. I don't know. <laughs> it's all going to come back down to UI again. Yeah, UI. Um, I love how it's going to be like the first thing they do is take a selfie. Um, that's I think that's very true. At least with the human race, that's what we do. We, we, we don't like lay, you know, we don't put our flags in anymore <laughs> just like take selfie. No. <laughs> fire up that's... the front facing camera that's, what, that's yeah. how we do anything <laughs> i mean that's what was it neil armstrong who first landed on the moon is it yeah who was it it was neil right I, th- I think it was neil so what does he do he jumps off the space shuttle or this the little pod and he turns around for the camera it's the first thing he freaking does like you just landed on the moon, you're gonna, you're gonna, you, of course you're gonna turn and look at the camera. Yeah. Like I did it. Look what I did. You freaking yeah. idiots. Me. <laughs> I did it. Take that, Russia. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I want to know what their their user interfaces are gonna be like. That's that's what I'm the most excited. I'm not scared of them. Are you yeah. Are you scared of aliens, Andy? No. I, I'm again. I'm I'm super stoked to meet some. Um, I, I do want to see what alien dribble looks like. I want to see what um, alien Instagram looks like. You know, they they might have some real sweet photos in their account. You know, as they're traveling the galaxy. Yeah. So that would be pretty interesting to see. All these crazy planets. That'd be pretty cool. I'd follow them. I'd follow them on Instagram. Alien Reddit. That would be crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Dude, our Reddit is insane. Yeah. Let alone alien Reddit. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know, with every technologically advanced society, there is half of those people are just trolls. You know it, so you know, you know that there is a Reddit for all of those trolls to go to. Yeah, you just know it. If they're anything like like humans, yeah. So freaking Zorps into he's over in the Reddit drinking Slurpees. <laughs> now we we need to be afraid if they don't have anything like Reddit. <laughs> They're actually like really nice people, and then they yeah. say like, "Oh, what are what are the humans doing on this internet?" Like they they go to our Reddit and they just see like how <laughs> how big of trolls we are, and they're not at all like that. <laughs> so yeah, they show up 
they show up and they they like invent their own internet, right? And their own internet doesn't have porn or Reddit on it. Yeah. And our internet, our internet, that's like all it is. It's just porn and trolls. And their internet is like, like, like everybody's in there doing math and crap, you know? Like, yeah. people are in there speculating on like linear algebra. And that's why they're actually way more advanced than us. Like, like the human race, <laughs> we get stuff, we get these like, we get this like cool technology to advance our race. And what's the first thing we do? Put naked pictures of ourselves on it. That's the first thing we do. <laughs> or like, and then and then the and then the second thing we do is log on and and look at that picture of a naked person and then troll the hell out of that picture. That's like the second thing we do. Oh That's man, true. now you bum me out. Now this whole alien thing is gonna suck. They're gonna show up and have look at our YouTube comments and be like, "What is what is yeah. this 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 race? Uh, these." These creatures are horrible things. They're all mean to each other. Yeah. Um, they hide behind the anonymity of the internet, um, and then they might destroy us. You know. Yeah. I that there's a motive right there to destroy us. Is like yeah. we're just despicable creatures, and they're just like we don't tolerate. We we our our whole goal is to eliminate despicable creatures. So we. <laughs> They we're gonna just blow up the planet and save everyone. Exactly. Yeah, they don't want us using their internet because we're just gonna ruin it with our toxicity. <laughs> so that we must be destroyed, so we don't ruin their internet. Yeah, we'd put a virus on their internet and then turn around and sell them <laughs> antivirus software. <laughs> <laughs> aliens, aliens come down. They've got this internet and they've got something beyond capitalism, and we're just like, hey, we're gonna make some money off these guys. <laughs> well, anyway we, I think we've gone through every possible scenario Patrick <laughs> of what happens when the aliens come <laughs> based on uh, based on Tom from Blink-182's prediction <laughs> so yep. thanks Tom yeah, thanks Tom because he submitted a good topic this <laughs> week <laughs> yeah I'm going to go listen to Dude Ranch Good, you such should. a good, such a good album, Andy. Dude Ranch. I, I should go listen Cat. to it. I should go listen to it too. I know you're a huge Blink One Eighty Two fan. I listened to them back when I was twelve. <laughs> okay, Andy. Now I listen well, to you know more advanced bands like Taylor Swift. Yeah, more advanced, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. I think, you know, they, they did a great, a lot of great stuff for the world. And they continue, you know, Tom still is doing a great, you know, he's continuing to offer value for us. So, yeah, can't uh, complain with that. Yeah, he gave us a topic for today. That's good. Yeah. Speaking of topics, if you're listening, send us your topics. Yeah. We need them. We obviously Tell need some. <laughs> Tell us what you want to know. Um <laughs> If it be alien invasions, um, zombie apocalypses, um, robots, invasions, you know, we'll see what, yeah. send, send them all in. We want to know. You name it. We'll do it. Okay. Well, bye, Andy. It's been <laughs> bye, <fun>. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends. 
coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.